0: We will begin examining President Trump's effort to overturn the election by exerting pressure on state officials and state legislatures. Donald Trump had a direct and personal role in this effort, as did Rudy Giuliani, as did John Eastman. In other words, the same people who were attempting to pressure Vice President Mike Pence to reject electoral votes illegally. We're also simultaneously working to reverse the outcome of the 2020 election at the state level.
1: Welcome back. Yes, another January 6th committee hearing. Those words are Liz Cheney on the former president, Donald Trump, and the efforts he took to overturn the election and today's focus what happened in key battleground states. We're going to go unpack what happened today, analyze the power of it. Professor Stephen Farnsworth back with us, professor of political science at the University of Mary Washington in Virginia and author of seven books, including Presidential Communication and Character. Professor Farnsworth, the character on trial again today. Good evening.
0: Glad to be here.
1: This one was focusing on the what I termed the battleground states, and it's here with the evidence for January 6th. There's also been a lot of analysis in the last few days that this could be the most troublesome part for Donald Trump when it comes to his legal woes. What do you make of the newness, the relevance, and the power of what we heard today?
0: Well, I think it's important to remember that the story of what Donald Trump did to try to stay in office is not just a story of January 6th and the run up to that insurrection where people uh, took over the Capitol briefly. No, this is a story that involves months of planning to try to undermine the legitimacy of the election, to try to cancel, if you will, the voters in favor of elected officials who would make decisions about who would be the next president. Um, And what happened here, of course, in the conversation today was a clear focus on two states where uh, President Trump and his team really pressured state elected officials in really, really powerful ways to push them in the direction of trying to commit crimes on behalf of Donald Trump trying to get them to toss out the election results that had been certified by state officials in favor of giving Donald Trump the chance to basically steal the election.
1: There was also movement today towards the Holy Grail, according to legal analysts, tying in president trump to the action that was taken and again this committee is focused really shots within the house they're getting republicans to speak about it today and there were several witnesses today republican witnesses that tied him into the action how serious do you think it is
0: well this is a this is a very compelling collection of testimony from republicans The January 6th committee has very effectively and very wisely chosen to make sure that nearly everybody who's testifying is, in fact, a Republican. Uh, And so if you call this a partisan attack, I suppose it's a partisan attack by other Republicans. Uh, What you saw, for example, with the Georgia Secretary of State who testified today, the election authority in Georgia, where the election was somewhat close, about 12,000 votes uh, into the advantage of Biden, um, was something that we'd already known. The Georgia Secretary of State had recorded an hour-long telephone call with President Trump over and over again where Trump was pressuring the Secretary of State to find the Republicans, to find Trump 12,000 votes so that he could say that Georgia uh, was his state, not uh, a state that Joe Biden won. Now we had known about this for months, but what was new today was that it wasn't a story just about Georgia. It had very compelling evidence coming out of the Speaker of the House of Arizona, another one of these close states, and again, another pattern of behavior by Trump and Trump's team to try to push him in the direction of calling a special session of the state legislature to basically overturn the will of the voters in Arizona once again. I mean. In many ways, you listen to this evidence and you're transfixed by the volume of corruption that's involved, as well as the absurdity of it all. But may just because it was an absurd strategy, remember, Trump didn't have this election lost on the basis of one vote. It was several different states that he had to overturn thousands, uh, tens of thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of votes in places like Michigan, Arizona, and of course, um, Georgia, so you add it all up and it's it's really astonishing
1: there is also a, a look at what happened the repercussions and the threats it was it was about the outreach it was about the pressure and it went on and on and the aftermath and suffering the repercussions of not doing former president trump's will,
0: yeah, I think that one of the most uh, compelling pieces of the testimony today was that of uh, individual street-level election workers in Georgia, and they became a target of Donald Trump's wrath. These are relatively low-level figures. These are not elected officials. These are just folks working the polls, believing in democracy, trying to help to make it work. And they were mentioned repeatedly in Donald Trump's uh, conversation. They became targets of online attacks. People breaking into houses, trying to make citizens' arrests, and all these things. It's very clear that Donald Trump's effort, an effort that he knew was not going to be successful uh, in terms of the law, he'd already lost dozens of court cases about the legitimacy of his claims that the election had been stolen. He nevertheless made sure that he would really push in the direction of an extraordinary level of abuse, not only to the elected officials, the governors and the secretary of states of this of these key swing states, but also these individual poll workers. And uh, it was a really compelling story uh, to hear from uh, some of those voices today. Um, it, you know, I think that part of the conversation is, of course, is that this is the evidence to demonstrate that Trump is a criminal, that he has committed cl- claims. I think that's where the January 6th committee is trying to go, the case they're trying to make. But it's also the case that they want to demonstrate that Donald Trump is a bully and a horrible person. I think that one of the things that has not been effective in trying to convince people who support Trump that he's a, um, that he may have broken the law with respect to January 6th and the efforts leading up to it, it's also to try to demonstrate um, what being involved in the Trump movement represents. And this extraordinary level of bullying, I mean, imagine the impact a president who tweets can bring to his enraged followers around the country who want to to cause trouble for these individual workers doing their jobs. I mean, it's part of a long-term strategy, I suppose, to undermine the legitimacy of elections. It's much easier to convince your supporters the election was stolen if they start from a point of believing that the people doing the uh, election process, even though many of them are, of course, elected Republicans, are are not on your side. And that, that effort at bullying, at character assassination. I think um, trying to make the case clear about just what Donald Trump was doing during the weeks between the election and January 6th uh, is yet another compelling case against who Donald Trump is and what he did.
1: And finally, we're really at a time. I just want to squeeze in here, Professor Farnsworth, it goes on and on, the fear and the compliance as we see what's happened in the state of Texas.
0: Well, that's absolutely true. I think that one of the things that you're going to see going forward is the question of when people are going to start to think that it is probably more useful to cooperate with the committee or, and try to get some measure of indulgence for what you might have been involved in, rather than going down with the ship that is Donald Trump. I mean, if you're Rudy Giuliani, if you're John Eastman, if you're some of the other people around the former president, you know, do you really want to go to jail for Donald Trump? I think that that question is being thought of much more seriously by the people in Trump's orbit today than it was three weeks ago, because the committee day after day produces a body slam against the Trump movement and against Trump personally. It is, uh, it is astonishing, the evidence that they've collected so far, and they're not done yet.
1: Professor Stephen Farnsworth, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Professor Farnsworth is a professor of political science at the University of Mary Washington in Virginia, and author of seven books, including *Presidential Communication and Character*. I'm Martin Biney, and this is On Point.